Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Creator Spotlight Season 2 from The Interface. Creator Spotlight is our series where we talk to creators about what they make and do and how they got started. Today I'm joined by Caroline Kidd, who's a car YouTuber from Ireland. Welcome. Hi Alex, nice to be here. Yes, yeah, great. Thank you Thank you for uh, agreeing to come on the podcast. It's always good fun to talk to people who make uh, things on the internet, especially especially automotive um, creators as well, because I find that incredibly interesting. So um just want to start off a little bit about yourself. So I know you do um, the Changing Lanes TV on YouTube as well, but you also do some other channel as well. So just give me a little bit of background about that. Yeah, so Changing Lanes is the, I suppose, the brand that I created back in 2014, which is, uh, it's nine years now this June. It's Changing Lanes' ninth birthday, which I'm very excited about. Oh, congratulations. I'm delighted to still be doing this and still being a creator. So I suppose I always had a passion for cars and I just started out with um, a wordpress.com blog, bought the domain changinglanes.ie and started posting content. And then a friend said to me, you need to start doing some video as well. So that was how the YouTube channel started. I was a reluctant um, YouTuber at first, but then I quickly started to just love creating my own videos. So I also um, present car review videos for carzone.ie, which is a leading Irish used car sales website. So I started doing that in 2022. So I suppose that's the incredible journey I've been on from making my own content and putting myself in front of the camera, talking about cars to actually being asked to present car review videos for another brand, a very well-established brand. So I suppose it just shows the opportunity that uh, YouTube offers and being a creator and being in front of the camera, you're showing the world what you can do and building your experience. So that's me in a nutshell, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's great. It's, it's, it's definitely... When everyone tries to, when they, well, usually when people try and do something themselves, they'll usually give up after a little little while. So, um, the website behind this podcast, the interface, I started up ten years ago this month actually. Um, wow. So it's wow. coming to its ten year thing, yeah. And I've only just started doing video last last year. Um, it's definitely it's definitely good when you start when you keep doing something, and obviously it's 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 paid off for you as well. Um, so you're a long-term content creator as well then. And I think it is inc- yeah. incredible in this day and age as well to stick at something. Um, it does take a lot of hard work and consistency. You just have to keep showing up. I'm sure you've done that as well. Yeah, so I started it as a as a just a, a blog, basically, a WordPress. Oh, well, actually, yeah, WordPress blog, yeah. And it still is still is that to, today, yeah. so it's, it's great. Um, what did you do before you started... So I guess change lanes wasn't it, it probably wasn't a full time thing to start with. So what did no, you do? Not at all. What did you do before that? I suppose um, I actually when I left school I did a science degree, and I worked in science. Then after that, in data management trials, um, looking after data for clinical trials. Actually, um, I was based in a company in Dublin. And I had this yearning to do something more creative. So I was starting blogs in my spare time. And I had, I think, just things that I was interested in at the time. So I was getting used to writing. And then I started looking up 
um, journalism courses and I found a master's, did the interview and got a place on that master's course in journalism. When I came out of that, of course, there was it was 2012 and there was no graduate jobs for journalists here in Ireland or else it was unpaid internships. There was that culture of unpaid internships, with which I just, oh, I mean, you, you can't do that forever, you know, you no. can't be working for free. So I did a start your own business course and that sort of, I suppose, kind of lit that entrepreneurial spark as well. And you find out a little bit more about set up, how to set up your own business. Um, and I was doing, I started doing copywriting, I suppose, kind of applying right. those writing skills and doing that for clients. I was living down in um, County Wexford in the Southeast where I was born and where I grew up. Um, so it was a, I suppose, a nice environment to start to get freelance clients. It was a, it wasn't as scary as being in the capital city of Dublin, I suppose, <laughs> at the time. And I still do copywriting as well. You know, that's continued as well. Um, but obviously the motoring and the journalism side has become more important. And that's what I always wanted. I, I really wanted to make a career out of it. But it's a long journey, especially when you start by yourself. But you create yeah. a job for yourself, essentially. If there's no job there that you really want to do if your if your dream job is not falling into your lap go create it yourself or at least make the steps it's just a series of steps i suppose really and you just have to keep at it and and that's what i did yeah yeah so with the um with the car zone car videos you do is that uh is that quite a big crew or is that no, no, it's just one videographer. He's incredible. He's so talented. And I'm sure if you've looked at any of the videos, it looks like as if there's a massive crew behind it. Yes, it, that's, what, that's, the, that's, that's why I asked, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's really talented. Yeah, he, um, we, we go to some, there's lovely places in Ireland to shoot. We go to the Wicklow Mountains or there's lots of nice scenic places. And we try and match, I suppose, the car to the environment. Yeah. Um, to have, I suppose, a little theme running through it as best we can. Of course, you're battling the the weather and the elements as well. We've filmed now the whole way through winter. Hopefully it's going to be nicer now coming into the summer again. But it's just, I write my own script. I um, Then you just have to, you kind of have to perform then, you know, in front of yeah, the camera. Yeah. It kind of is a bit of a, I suppose, a persona. Um, and you have to you have to carry it through and try and keep the energy up for the entire mm. shoot. Like it might be three to four hours. Um, there's a lot of work goes into it behind the scenes and then the drive by shots. And then sometimes we use the drone as well. But I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. It's what I always wanted to do. It's great. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Top yeah. Gear, isn't it? You know, but in <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are. I've never been to Ireland, but there are some lovely uh, scenic bits which I've I've seen in those videos and also um, other bits of videos. So it's definitely something I want to. It's definitely a place I want to visit at some point. It does look very nice. Um, so the videos that you do on your own are they just they're simply just you set up the cameras and then you start talking and it's just just you on your own. Yeah. So my channel, I suppose I, as you probably know yourself, there's a lot of work that goes into videos. So for me, my channel's always been, I suppose, more of a place to, it's kind of like self-expression as well. 
and it's, I love the creative side. I love making the videos. So it's just me and my my Canon M50, and I have a, a fat gecko suction cup mount for the windscreen, yep. and then the Rodelink wireless mic, which is brilliant. And actually. I've had that wireless mic since I started. It was a really good investment because sound is very important. It is, um, yeah. The, I started out actually with a Panasonic camcorder. That's how I shot the early videos. Um, you're trying to kind of fit the camera in the windscreen as well. In different cars, it can be kind of awkward. Yeah. But I love the quality of the Canon. I really like the, 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 the shot that you get from mm. that. I've never really... Uh, use GoPros. I mean, somebody did give me a lend of one, but I just didn't like the the um, the camera angle, or maybe I just wasn't able to work it properly. But I think they do have their uses. But you can't beat the the uh, the DSLR camera, I think. Um, so I often, yeah, if I feel inspired to go out with the camera and I think it's because I feel I have something to say about the car that I want to contribute to the conversation and the knowledge on that car. Of course. And I feel that I do have a lot of experience now. So it's important to share that and to give people context, to put a car into context. And I can do that now because I have the nine years of experience and you build it every year, you build more context and you follow the story of brands and cars you see their trajectory which is fascinating yeah i i, I yeah. really love the motor industry and i love talking about cars on camera and i never knew i was going to enjoy that so much it's incredible <laughs> yes that's really good yeah so um i so me and i don't know if you heard of jim starling it is definitely not a guru on youtube um where he I had him on the podcast last year and we, we actually do an electric car podcast together now, but he was mentioning that he did a, he did like a, when he started doing YouTube, he did a business like advice thing. And then he just thought oh, I could do videos about cars. And then he just started to love it, which was really good. It's, it's definitely, I think the other people I spoke to so far, the people who review cars on YouTube, they're definitely really, really passionate and really, really, really enjoy it. So it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. You got to enjoy it. You, otherwise you just won't keep showing up. Or, you know, there's not, for me, there's not huge monetary gains from my own channel. Um, but not everything has to be about money or profit. Sometimes it can just be about being creative or expressing something or contributing to the, I suppose, the knowledge or being broadcasting to thousands of people. Like even that idea that you can create your own content, you can be your own media business. There's no, yeah. no gatekeepers there anymore, which is fantastic. I don't know if that's good or bad, of course. I mean, having no gatekeepers, but there's certainly um, great opportunities now in media to create your own media and broadcast. Yeah. Uh, try and keep it as, as uh, I suppose, honest and uh, nice as possible, you know. Well, it's definitely nice when, even if you're not making any money, well, much money from it, it's definitely nice because people say that's a great, that's a good video or yes. well done. Like, yeah, it's, it's good. totally. And I have uh, fans who've been with me since the start and they're, they're all really nice people. I've been lucky. Like I haven't been trolled or had much negativity, which I've been very lucky about that. Um, but that's I think good. now I would be at a point where, um, 
I probably, I don't, I wouldn't even care anymore, Alex, you know, as long as I'm having fun what, doing what I'm doing, I just keep creating. That's what, that's what lights me up. So, um, I, I don't think I, I'm pretty unshakable at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with the, with the cars you get both for both, I, I guess both for cars and yourself, where, where do you, so do you just get press cars from the manufacturers? Do you approach them and get and get those? Because it's a, have, it's a bit of yeah. both. Uh, okay. Sometimes the brands, if they have a new car on their fleet that's just arrived in Ireland, they'll approach me and say, can, "When can you take this car?" And then others, I'll have to you know be more proactive with them and ask, "Can I test drive the whatever?" So it's a bit of both, um, and you have to keep working at it. You know, you do you do get to a point where the brands know you and they believe in you and they know you'll, you're doing a good job and you're serious about it. But even still, you have to keep working on those relationships with the brands. Yeah. Um, so there's that goes on behind the scenes and there's different events and you have to, you know, show up at the events and it kind of, I suppose it's, there is a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes to, to have that position where they'll give you the keys of a brand new car for a week, which is just the best thing ever. I still love hopping into a new car every Monday. Monday is car swap day. It's a little bit different to the UK here in Ireland in that we don't get cars delivered to our homes. Mostly we have to go and uh, All right, okay. get them from the distributor in Dublin and it happens on a Monday. So okay. you drop back one car and then a few hours later, you're picking up your next car and you're driving home <laughs> with something completely different and it's a new car to discover for the week. So I love that part of it. I still love it. I never got bored of that. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was an important question to ask because there'd be people watching that just that, that side of the industry, just it's quite an unknown. Um, yeah. I didn't know anything about it um, either. And Gradually, I think with Twitter, I was following journalists on Twitter, uh, UK journalists, uh, car journalists as well, of course, because now we've just access to everyone in the world, uh, Irish motoring journalists, and just kind of gradually you kind of piece together, oh, wow, they have the car for a week and then they drive another car and they're getting it from the brands, not dealers. Um and I think it is good to deal with the actual press people in the car brands because they understand how uh, media works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to end up just like as an advertising piece for a brand, you know, yeah, I think yeah. it's important like, to build the trust with your audience. Um, it has to be independent, impartial, that you're, you're not there to sell the car. You're there to give a... An, an informed opinion on the car to help somebody with their purchase. So it is important that to take it seriously, I think, uh, from the start. There's entertainment value, of course, in all of this, but people will use your opinion. Maybe they like to, people like to validate their decision about buying a new car. They may have already yeah. decided, but they want to see what do these journalists or bloggers think of this car. And they'll hope that it, it'll be good, probably, you know, people like to get their decisions validated. Yeah, definitely. And then also people end up watching like probably, well, maybe 
10 videos about one car for all sorts of different people. So it's useful for the brands at least just to get a, quite a few people to to have, the, if you know what I mean. So Definitely. Yes. And diversity yeah. as well. Like, um, There's more women actually reviewing cars now on YouTube. I I see... I'd say, I think it's great. Like even since I started, um, it's good to have a diff- people of different ages, young people. So you're absolutely right, I think. And people come from different perspectives as well. And it's, yeah. so I do think it's good for the brands to engage with different types of people um, and with the, obviously with YouTubers. But I think they do take YouTube quite seriously now in video. They tend to like video brands. They like video, yeah. It can be yeah. a way of accelerating your career in motoring journalism definitely for anyone who who wants to move into this video is is probably uh, an extra little bit of kudos i suppose for you starting out yeah as long as you're kind of good at it that it's not like really rubbish camera quality or sound quality it's half decent i think they'll enjoy it yeah um what's the so for your own, you've already discussed the car zone about four or five hours with the videographer. What's the filming process like for your videos, and how long? It's much is more, it more time consuming. Okay, much more relaxed. Um, in that, I've I've had I suppose I've things have changed over the years. I've gotten busier in my life as well, and also I realised what am I actually good at and. The quality of what I do with Carzone is so good. Like the having a videographer to fill in you and, you know, the, the bits standing outside of the car, the interior thing, bits. I never liked shooting interiors and I never had real talent for that part of it. So I use a lot of stock footage for, for that part of it. And I just decided, okay, what am I, how can I, if I'm going to do more video on changing lanes, how can I just like play up to my own strengths and for that brand that changing lanes is obviously a different brand to car zone it's a completely different style so i just at the moment now i'm kind of just do sitting in the drive in the driver's seat driving along and talking about the car and then yep. using the stock footage and weaving that in and I think it works quite well. You can with if you're careful with your transitions in music, you can create something really atmospheric, even with that. And the quality is so good. And then just saying, go over to changinglanes.ie to read my full review. That this is part of the story, but it's not the, the whole story. Yep. They sort of but, go hand in hand. And it so it promotes the website and sends traffic there. Um so I've just kind of worked out that that's that's the right approach at the moment um yeah so that's it's quite casual though I have to say I'm I suppose I'm so experienced now that I can just talk about cars I don't script for my own stuff like I'd have a rough idea and I'd have checked facts and things but I try and do it as ad-lib as possible so it's going to be a bit more casual in that way but when you're going to a video with a professional videographer for a big car brand or or a big uh, used car sales website you kind of do have to script you can't just waffle for 20 minutes you know you have to and make sure all the facts are correct 
um, and keep it tight as well. I suppose it's really is consumer focused. So I don't want to be waffling there for ages. So, <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's good to kind of script and know what you're going to say, particularly for the driving shots when you're behind the wheel of the car. Mm. To give them something that you have to give people something definitive as well. You, you have to t- give your opinion, give them something original. That's not just in a press release, I think. And you have to use your experience for that um, and give them something. Yeah, definitive. So they walk away knowing that you actually said something about the car. You just and it's not just not every car is nice. You know, you have to use your words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've definitely found with um, I definitely know what I'm going to say when I'm doing like voice service stuff for videos. But I've done a few recently. I just keep saying um and keep falling over myself. I've had to. I've definitely had to write down and just use the, use these. It's not kind of a script, but it kind of is. It just helps me talk yeah. more consistently. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I suppose like people who are broadcasters or uh, radio DJs, I suppose they develop that skill over years of ad-libbing and being able to just talk and talk and talk. I don't have that uh, quality um i think i do need to prep um a fair bit especially if somebody else is going to be in charge of the editing if i'm going to edit myself then it's okay but if if you're handing over that editing to somebody else uh you want to make sure that it's clean and professional i suppose Mm -hmm. as much as possible yeah brings me on to the edit what do you use to what software do you use to edit your videos so I use Lightworks. Um, okay. And I that's something I've used since the start. So I, I have no formal training in video editing or anything like that. So uh, this was way back now in 2014. I was Googling what equipment to buy and then what editing software to use. So I found that was like free software online. And I actually okay. still use it. And I suppose I've gotten better at editing over the years i think i'm still learning things um i enjoy it um but i know yeah there's lots of different tools and things that's probably not you probably didn't expect to hear me saying light works <laughs> i've actually i've actually never heard of it um personally, yeah but, well yeah. look look it up because it is a good place to start it's free i mean the I had done some audio editing when I was in college. So I suppose that gives you an idea of how to use the timeline and move things around and transitions. Some of it's intuitive as well. Um, I do enjoy it. And it's actually quite technical editing. Um, yeah. I suppose once you kind of work it out, um, it's quite, it's, I, I find it quite fun, actually. It's like a challenge every video. How am I going to tell this story or match this car to music because you can really make people feel stuff you know it's a piece of art you can use music to create atmosphere and sometimes I get it really right and I'm like oh that's the best transition ever (laughs) I'm I'm even there like congratulating myself and then other times it can be really hard to get the right sometimes it just I look back at things at videos and I'm like oh you could have done that better you could have done that edit better or um, I suppose I do like to keep improving all the time. It's hard to look at old videos. That's what I find. I'm very critical of, of my older um, 
videos, but I think it is a learning curve. You don't start out at a top level. You you grow okay. from the start and that's fine. You you learn and you grow. That's what everybody does. Yeah. The one thing I quite I find quite hard at the moment is the audio levels. If I've got stuff I record with this microphone here, that's absolutely fine. But if I'm recording outside and just getting the audio levels matched up, I haven't quite got that yet. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's quite technical. Yeah. And sometimes you, you only notice things when you put it on YouTube and somebody oh, leaves yeah. a comment. <laughs> oh, gosh. The amount of comments I've got about different things over the years. But they're only people are, sometimes are just trying to help you. And I have acted upon some of the feedback that I got on the technical side of things or the sound or uh, the camera, or the mic. And so initially you might be like, oh, somebody's left me a comment now they didn't like they thought it was the sound was too low but then you realize well i'll do better next time and they've exactly. actually probably yeah. done you done you a favor yeah. by telling you yeah <laughs> yeah youtube's so i youtube's yeah we, so with the blogs and stuff when i write something usually once you hit publish and go on the website and view it it's like ah then you once it's live you spot all the problems i know that's yeah, yeah me too because sometimes i just want to publish stuff really quickly and I regret it then. So I, I've tried now to slow myself down and do take the time to do a final read through before I press publish. But it's yep. happened to me numerous times already. Yeah. Yeah. With the with the three, so podcast, YouTube and blogs, only so the YouTube's probably only only one of them that's actually permanent. So with the with the YouTube video, if you make a mistake, you can't replace the video, you've got to delete it and, and put it's it back true. up. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to kind of go for it and you learn along the way. You make the mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. It is. It's all part of the process. Everyone makes mistakes. And we we all get embarrassed by our older videos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. It's going to be quite a hard question, I think, to answer. But after, uh, what's your favorite car you reviewed or had uh, so far? So it's a, it is a difficult question and people ask me this all the time. And one that I always go back to actually is the Ford Focus RS. And it's the one car I'd actually love to drive again. Um, I remember having it for a week in, it was 2017. Is this the new one or the second gen? It's the, 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 new, third the, gen. the yeah, which is going to okay. be the last, I think that's it yep, now. That's right. Yeah. And it was phenomenal car, like the pop bang, pop bang, that exhaust. <laughs> and it absolutely drank fuel, but it was just the coolest car. And I always liked, I suppose, for fast forwards, the ST, the Fiesta ST, Focus ST. But that Focus RS was phenomenal car. It was so exciting to drive. It was yeah. like driving a rally car. I tend to like hot hatchbacks. Um the Toyota GR Yaris was one I had in 2021. Um, Fiesta ST, Renault Megane RS Trophy, and there's all there's video evidence of all these because I made I made sure to make videos of these cars because I yeah. I thought I need to capture this. I need to capture this for for when I can't drive anymore or whatever you know when I'm not yeah who knows what the future holds and. The Ford Mustang Bullet, that was one I did as well. That was the V8. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, driving a V8, I'll probably never drive one ever again now. But <laughs> it was phenomenal. Phenomenal car. And I remember stopping on the way home from Dublin 
and I went into um it was a service station I went in to have a coffee and I parked this green Mustang outside and I was watching people through the window I could see people stopping and looking at the car walking around it they couldn't work out what it was because the bullet one has been I think debadged it doesn't have the pony on the front That's right. yeah and it's got a bullet badge on the back I think instead of think so. the, the pony yeah, yeah. and it was an amazing car yeah <laughs> but I couldn't live with it because I'd hate all that attention that's another thing I suppose with this um some of the cars you drive and they are cars that really grab attention maybe it's like an eye-popping color like the I think it was the uh an orange McGann I had RS and then I had the yellow trophy version that focus was like the bright blue Mm -hmm. um that kind of classic blue and they're cars that you drive by and like people just like whiplash to look at you you know so you have to like attention in some of these cars (laughs) I don't think I could live with that all the time, having a car that people always want to look at. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few. The the new MG4, there's quite a few colours of that, the yeah. orange and the blue. I've seen quite a few on the road and you think, that's quite that's quite, quite a popping colour. I can imagine they get quite a few looks just because of the bright colours. So definitely, definitely a thing. <laughs> so, and then some of the premium cars I've really enjoyed, like um, Audi A6, uh, diesel had that back in i think it was 2018 loved that car again it's one that you can kind of just cruise around in um go unnoticed but it's it's a really nice premium car and then i remember having a white bmw 5 series with a blue leather interior and i That's felt like kim kardashian like <laughs> driving this for the week it was it was such like a, a bling bling yeah uh, combination See, you have these strange experiences driving other people's cars, essentially. You don't own any of these cars and you just don't know what 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 color it's going to be. Or, um, But that's great. It's it's a really unique way to, to live and experience life, driving other people's cars, a different <laughs> one each week. Yeah, there's not many people that can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a handful, really. It's a great privilege. Definitely. So sort of moving away from cars a little bit. So was it last year or the year before you published your kids? You published a kids yeah. book. Yeah. Gosh, you picked I, up on that. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's called Why You Were Sleeping. So what was the what was the idea behind that? So I was a volunteer with a animal welfare charity in Gorey in County Wexford, near where I was living at the time. And I was volunteering there on Saturday evenings and you'd clean the animals, you'd feed them, you'd give them their medications. And I really enjoyed it. I like animals. I uh, have two cats at home. And um, I suppose I got the idea quite early on for the book um, about what the animals would get up to when the humans would leave. So it's it's fantasy, you know, it's like you you're imagine it's a kid's book. You let your imagination run wild and I eventually just the time came to write this book. I just felt like I'm I'm going to write this now because you do need a, a fair amount of mental space to write a book from your daily life. So I think I started in 2018 and I wrote bits of it. I kind of hand wrote most of it, actually. 
and I'd never, I didn't know much about the publishing industry. I tried to get a sponsor on board first because it was going to be for charity. I decided all the money would go to the charity because I felt like the story had been given to me by that. Um, that's, that's good, yeah. charity. And it was fun, you know, to be writing a book and I got it illustrated by a friend as well. She volunteered to illustrate it. It's really beautiful. She's a graphic designer. And then yeah, trying to get published, like that was the the challenge. But eventually I decided I would just pay for the printing myself initially to get, let's say, 300 copies printed. And then from the proceeds of the book would cover that yeah. and then everything else would go to the charity. So it raised about 3000 euro within a few months for the charity and it's still it's on sale in the little charity shop i tried selling it from my website um but yeah it's the kind of thing like when you write a book and to actually sell it and keep consistent sales like you'd have to be out promoting it all the time um so it's something i'm proud i did but there's a whole side to that that i could certainly develop in the future but you can't do yeah. everything Alex I think I've learned that too and at the moment the car thing is is like I'm following that at the moment really enjoying it and it's taken off for me and I always wanted that so maybe later in life I'll become the kids book author but I'm really proud of that book and I suppose I love telling stories and it's just another medium I suppose writing and that you know you can be other things we all have different sides to us. And I suppose um, I'm more than just cars and changing lanes. Yeah, there's other things. I, I'm working actually on another book now. It's kind of more of a memoir. And I'm trying to do bits and pieces on that. It's hard when you're working, you know, full time and self-employed, trying to manage your diary and keep up with everything. But if there's a story that needs to be told, it will be. It'll come out, I think. So I'm I'm finding that at the moment anyway. Awesome. Yeah. So if people want to buy that, where can they where can they buy it from? So it's it... it's available in here in Ireland in the physical store, but I know they okay. if you go to the North Wexford Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Facebook page, and if you send them a message, there's a really nice lady there called Rebecca, the fundraising manager, and she looks after any online sales. She's absolutely brilliant. So and that's the North Wexford SPCA Facebook page and send them a message if you want a copy of it. And okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a link. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put a link in the description and the show notes as well for that. Thank you so that's much. That's not a problem. Thanks. That's all right. Um, one of the last things I want to get to is, I always ask this always ask this question uh, when, I, when I speak to people, is have you got any advice for people looking to get into presenting on camera um, and people looking, maybe the people looking to get into any type of video work or just reviewing cars. Have you got any advice for people looking to get into that? I suppose from the video presenting side, you just got to start, get your own equipment, get your tripod. And if you feel a desire to do it and then you should follow that and get the equipment and start um start small just see how you get on you might the first thing you decide to um 
talk about or present mightn't be the, the thing. You might move on to something else. That's fine. You might have to start to find your niche, you know. Um, I suppose with use the tools that are available. Um, social media is great as well to build connections and to build a following. Like that is important these days. You don't want to mm-hmm. get too caught up in numbers. There's more to life than numbers and listenership and followers and all that. Um, but it does help, of course, especially if you want to engage with brands. But it's a yeah. process. It takes a while. So don't expect magic to happen overnight, I suppose. And then the car stuff. Um, yeah, get maybe start making reels and things on social media or get just start making content or just putting up pictures of cars or building a community. Um, follow your passion. Um, yeah, you just got to start making stuff. You got to get stuck in and find the the cars or maybe you just want to write articles. Maybe you just want to start writing opinion pieces about what cars mean to you, your favorite cars. Um, local newspapers are still are still a thing, you know, or local media websites. And um, maybe they could take some content from you. Sometimes you do have to do stuff for free to start out, you know. You wouldn't want to do too much of that. Like there's a point where you have to not give away your art for free. But yeah. sometimes you have to do a bit of it, I suppose, especially in media. Unfortunately, there's a bit of that sort of having to do stuff to kind of maybe it's get exposure or experience. But I suppose do it for a limit. Do what you need to do to get something out of it. You don't do it indefinitely, I suppose. Maybe you start out as a hobby um. And just explore your creativity. Follow the passion, though, I think it's really because you won't keep doing something unless you've got passion for it, because it does take a while for you to see proper rewards, I suppose. Just do it because you love it. Thank you for joining me, Caroline, on the Creator Spotlight podcast. If people want to get in touch with you or find what you make and do, where can they find you on the Internet? So it's www.changinglanes.ie and all my social links are on the website as well. So you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and please subscribe to my YouTube channel and leave me a comment because I love to say hello to my fans and followers. That's awesome. Um, You can find the interface at theinterface.uk, tech news, car news, uh, also podcasts as well. We've got three podcasts out now, so there's something for everyone. Um, yeah, thank you for watching and thank you for joining me. Bye.